so today, uh, Cody and I are, are jumping on a Skype call. Um, we're like 50 freaking miles away from each other. He's way down in Timbuktu, and I'm up here in civilization somewhere. Uh, <laughs> but he had a he had a pretty successful blog um, not too long ago, and it was uh, on uh, I believe it was how to get bigger arms. Yep. Um, so we wanted to talk a little bit about that because I I. I I think we both constantly see it or we get people who come into Vigor um, and, and when we sit down, especially guys who uh, want bigger arms or women want more toned arms um, or things of that nature. And then if you go to your big box gym and you see uh, your local hustler just cranking out uh, bicep curls um, pretty much like three, four days a week. So let's let's talk about that. Let's elaborate a little bit more on that. Obviously, people can go. Uh, to your blog and read what what you had to say, um, but let's really quick just kind of go over it in summary um, about kind of your thoughts and and uh, you know what your your philosophy on, on growing bigger arms. Let's do um, the first thing I want to start out with is actually women because I've had a couple women come to me who wanted bigger or they said they wanted more developed arms, but once I talked a little bit more in depth with them, they actually wanted uh, more shape and development to their shoulders because as we know, like the deltoids kind of come down in that teardrop shape. When they have that, their arms look a little bit better and that's actually what a lot of them are going for because they don't want bigger arms in general. So uh, for women out there, I suggest just starting to do a lot more overhead pressing, um, maybe even adding in some like Arnold presses where there's more constant tension within the press or simple like lateral raise finishers and stuff like that because the, usually the deltoids is actually what women want. Um, to add to that, women naturally hold body fat on their limbs more so than men do. So men, it's easier to have leaner arms and look uh, and, and see that definition more. So for women, a lot of times you just need to lose body fat because men tend to hold uh, body fat around their gut. Women don't because that's where their reproductive organs are. So they hold it in their legs and arms more so. Um, which, I mean, it's pretty common. You can see that a lot. So I think a big tip for women before we get into men, because that's going to be a little more detailed, is just losing more body fat. And I see that quite a bit. Uh, next, I would say we go into periodization. I think that's the biggest issue is uh, guys will have like a full arm day. Now, we know that to build muscle, no matter where we're looking at, we want to look at volume, intensity, and frequency. Those are the three, and usually it's volume. Now, the issue there is is if we have an arm day and we just smash our arms, and, and don't get me wrong, I think that's a blast. I love doing that. It's fun, but it's not as productive because you can only do so much load and intensity while you're trying to smash your arms. And to add to that, it's horrible for your elbows. And that's what I noticed is I had really bad elbow pain when I did a lot of that. So... <laughs> I try to stay away from that. So I think it's actually smarter to do uh, three days a week of of training your arms and just adding it to finishers. And you can even – if you're doing an upper-lower split, you can even add your third arm finisher on the end of a leg day. Like it it doesn't have to be only lower body because it's your lower body day and that's what the paper says. Right. So my first tip is going to be just training them three days a week at different intensities. So maybe one day you're doing four sets of six and you're actually doing pretty heavy weights. Um, and you're controlling the negative and really trying to keep tension and go heavier on the curls and on, a, on a, some kind of extension. Um, right. And then the next day might be in a hypertrophy-based day. So you're going like 12 to 15 uh, reps. And then your final day will be uh, something like a metabolite training day. So where you're really just getting that lactic acid, getting a crazy pump, right. and you're doing like 20 to 30 reps. Or you're introducing some blood flow restriction training, which we can talk more in depth about. Right. And going into a little bit more of like, so like the max rep range, I think that's, 
you know, I think when people see Max on their uh, on their program, I get that a lot, right? Like, how many should I be shooting for? And I think that that's kind of that rep range um, when we start getting into that. That even even like fifteen to twenty five and, and thirty reps, that's going to be Max for uh, for a lot of people. But I think that. Uh, and, and the reason that I put Max in a lot of my, my clients' program um, when, when, I, when I talk about something like that, uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to make sure that they understand that, okay, we're not just going to crank out reps just for the sake of getting to, to 25 and 30 reps. Right. Like I, I want them to be successful reps, right? And if that means we need to go down on the next set, then we go down, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, like I don't want that person even – like if they're doing curls as corny as it sounds, like man, like people have been injured doing curls. I oh, mean, look 100%. at like T. Fletcher, right? The dude can't even extend his his elbows past forty five degrees, so <laughs> he's constantly walking around like like C three PO or something like that. Um, so <laughs> it's true though, right? So and 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 to, and to go back to what you were talking about, you know, anytime that you know people do curls to to really superset that with with uh, with tricep extensions or skull crushers or something like that, things of that nature, um, even though uh, you know you're not creating tension, more tension in the bicep, but you are creating more tension in the limb, like, like we spoke about earlier. So, so and that's uh, such a good point too, because they did some studies that show like time under tension is is was like they did a study a long time ago, and that kind of made every bodybuilder go into these like partial rep movements and they're just doing crazy amounts of reps and just not fully extending but they did a recent study that shows full range of motion is more important now the issue with or or the benefit i should say of of supersetting triceps and biceps would be that it does relieve tension so you can actually do more sets because they show that volume and full range of motion is more important for growth so even though you're not getting like a skin tearing pump the like as much you're going to get more benefit in the long run i think that's more important I think that's how people should address like stretching and mobility as well, right? Like let's say you're doing like a, a lying hamstring stretch and you got one foot or one leg extended or both legs extended up towards the towards the ceiling and, and you want to get a hamstring, an active hamstring stretch, it's actually more beneficial if you contract your quads, you'll get a bigger stretch in your in your hamstrings. A lot of people don't don't realize that. So it kinda it, i see what you're saying, it goes the same way. Yeah, and, and actually stretching is one way of hypertrophy. Like they've done that with those interest set, uh, set stretching where they'll do a bunch of lat pull downs or pull ups and then they just sit there and stretch their lats, which is like going to Yeah, pain. unbelievably painful. But, yeah. Yeah. but if we're gonna talk about stretching the bicep, a perfect way is to work the tricep, right? So I think that's that's huge. So that's the next tip is obviously gonna be superset. Um, so let's talk about blood flow restriction because that's something I dove into quite a bit um, after yeah. a while. Because it's more so than me, because yeah. that shit sucks. It, it, you know, why I did though too is talking about elbow pain. Is I, I started training my uh, biceps and triceps three days a week because I knew that was going to lead to growth. But I think I was overdoing it a little bit because so much stress on my elbow, essentially, right, and my wrist. Just because, and even though I was being smart about it. You can only do so much. It's a small joint in the, in the way your levers are set up that you're going to bang out your elbows sooner or later. So I think the smartest thing to do is if you're going to do three days a week of arm training, add the blood flow restriction because you literally use 10-pound dumbbells and it feels like you're curling like a million fucking pounds. It's just excruciating pain, but it's good. And you really only have to do it for – couple minutes max because you really can't last that long with the with the blood flow in there so it drops the intensity down quite a bit but it still allows you to get some good volume and blood flow into the muscle 
Yeah, and before people just go and buy straps and start wrapping them around their arms, like do the research on it. Um, I know you did a lot of that before you even dove into it because they're, I mean, you can wrap them around too tight and cause some pretty severe damage. So uh, if you are considering blood flow restriction training, then definitely look into it. Don't just take our word for it, just like anything else, really. Um, But yeah, I really wanted to, uh, I really wanted to, uh, you know, let that be known. And then, uh, as well as, you know, talking about, you know, elbow, and uh, I think a lot of times people will get shoulder and neck pain. Um, so, just the position, let's talk about that a little bit as far as, you know, shoulder position when you do perform, right. uh, you know, curls or even tricep extensions and things of that nature, because that is, that is going to play a role into it too. So, no one just, you know, look at yourself in the mirror and then start repping it out, but understand kind of like the position. So talk a little bit about that, um, you know, just as kind of like an added detail. I think like in any exercise, the number one thing I always see, and I know you see it too, is is forward head posture because we're usually moving forward with a movement or we're moving up. So in our brain, we want to move towards it. So we end up reaching our neck forward in a a row or a push-up or anything. So the main thing is just keep your neck neutral. Um, Try to keep that spine neutral when you're doing a curl because in this case, it is important to have a neutral spine, I would say. But the biggest thing is just just try to pull your shoulders and go lighter. Like I hate when I see people doing 45-pound dumbbell curls for reps and they're just leaning like crazy trying to get it up. The best thing to do is, is stay tall, keep your elbows where they're at unless you're going to do a gliding curl where you slide your elbows back and let the bar slide up your body because uh, the biggest key is keeping the muscle contraction in the bicep so a lot of people will shrug into it and get their traps involved or they'll lift their elbows a lot and then they get uh, other muscles in their back involved right or they're impinging their shoulder as they do a row people can get bicep tendon issues in their uh, in their shoulder and everything and it's just like All you have to do is drop 10 pounds and just keep those elbows to minimally swing. So the same thing goes for like a push down. Keep your elbows where they're at and try to keep the bar close to your body or the rope close to your body. Um, If it's overhead, even more so important to not move your elbows around. Just keep them where they're at. The only thing that should be moving is your forearm, literally. It's 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 funny too because like when you see people do those, like the reason they're doing it is to be is to isolate the muscle, right? But then when you start swinging, you you bring a whole lot more you know things into play. So to to lighten the weight, to control it, and to to own the position is going to be more beneficial, anyways. Yeah. And so I think that that's that's just something people need to hear. And that's Um, and that that's exactly how I feel about a kipping pull up. Yeah. You're just swinging into it. What is like what is muscling up into that pull up at all? It's like your rotator cuff, you're grinding your scapula around. Um so the same principle goes for that too, I would say, and just and just trying to keep the movement in the muscle that it's supposed to be used. I agree. Pretty simple. Um the next thing I want to talk about is kind of like different exercises because here's the thing is is a lot of people do Easy bar curl, preacher curl, machine cable curl, then they do dumbbell curl, supinated curl, hammer. It's like really all you need to do is is curls and extensions. Um, I would say that the most important thing is if you're going to do – if it, the long head of the tricep is actually going to be hit more if you're doing an overhead or a cable extension. Um, and that's been proven by studies with the, the EMG readers or whatever they're called. So I would say it's important to add extensions in. With the curls, it really doesn't matter what you're using. I think whatever is most comfortable for your elbow positioning um, and just choosing either supinated or neutral grip because we do know those work different heads of the bicep, but those are the only two variations you really need of anything for curling. 
Now, I want to ask you, and then I'll say my opinion, like what's your most underrated or, or you see like the least used um, exercises for building bigger biceps and bigger triceps? Uh, well, for bigger biceps, I mean, just for me, because like when any time that I get into like even like uh, pressing like push-ups or bench press, and then when I get into – you know, chin-ups or pull-ups or something like that where, where I'm in a pulling motion, like naturally my arms kind of just go. So I, I've never really focused too much on that. I've done the more bodybuilding style. Um, you know, I, I've done the, the German volume training where we do the 10 sets of 10 um, of the main lift and then we get into uh, more of like the accessory work and stuff like that. But um, for me, the and we talked about this earlier, the one that I think that had like a crazy – uh, you know, a crazy big payoff was the tricep to death. Um, and that's where we were getting more into um, the max and, and, and higher rep ranges. So, um, you know, you, that's a, a bench press variation where, you, where you're, you're constantly shortening the range of motion. Um, and essentially, you're just pressing a few inches at the, uh, at the end of the set. Um, definitely I would, I would, I would YouTube that one. Um, check that out. I know it's, I know for sure it's on YouTube. Um, but for, I mean, just for triceps and even you're going to get, I mean, that was at the, uh, that was at the end of 10 sets of 10 on a, on a bench press, right. I believe. So there was, there was a lot, um, and, and, and my chest was just full of blood already. So I started to feel more of my, my chest and shoulders as well, but my triceps were, were I think killing. Yeah. Work, so. I had the most growth when I started adding triceps to death in my program. Um, it's, we only do about two rounds for the people out there listening. It, it's pretty damn intense, and I wouldn't suggest doing it every single phase, but every few programs, it is a good thing to kind of specialize on your arms and add that in. Um, so the only issue I see with that is that you kind of need a partner, right? Yeah, Because for sure. you need to put a board. So you start with one board on your chest, you max out, then you put two boards on your chest, max out, and then three, and then I would think we'll go all the way up to five, like four by four, wood uh, boards on our chest and we keep shortening the range of motion. So you end up doing quite a bit of reps, but if you don't have somebody to lay those on, it can be a dangerous exercise. So my recommendation, if you can't do that, the next best thing, which I personally have seen the most growth in, is just general close grip bench press and uh, and just like pin presses. So go on a squat rack and set the pin up so it's like the last half of the rep, load the bar up pretty heavy and go like a close grip lockout essentially. So it's so, and that's great too if you're doing the if you're going the periodization route and you were talking about you know like the four sets of six so lower rep ranges I think that those lifts are great for that yeah. uh, and then you know if you were to get into like the higher rep ranges um, and into that's the max extensions uh, is is even so to get into that or just like change the grip on uh, on your push up right if you can do them uh, if you can do them correctly like put your hands on a med ball to where it's almost like diamond push-ups, right? That'll, that'll blast your triceps, especially yeah. if you start to get into more tempos and stuff like that. And you were to stay within the, the 10 to 12 or 12 to 15 rep range, um, you know, to crank out those more challenging push-ups, but to narrow your, uh, your grip a little bit more. Um, and that's honestly, that's a lot of what, what I was doing. I think that when my triceps were probably, um, the most, uh, uh, the most visible, or I should say, I had the most uh, had the most mass was when I was doing different variations Definitely. of push-ups in my mass program. I like so. the uh, the tiger push-ups are always a good one too. So look yeah. those up. They're, it's essentially like a body weight tricep extension that you use like 
your body weight in a push-up position. So those can be really difficult, and they, they literally take out everything else. So your chest really can't help you out on those ones in the push-up. Um, so I think that pretty much covers it, man. I think we went over every single variation. So the big, the big takeaways here, guys, are pretty simple. If you want bigger arms, the best thing to do is add frequency because you can only do so much volume in one day on such a small body part um, without hurting yourself, right? So split it up, do two to three days a week. And that's the thing is if you're doing one day where you add four sets of 12 extension the curls right now, don't go right to three days of blood flow restriction, all this crazy stuff. I only recommend blood flow restriction once a week at most. You don't need to do more than that, but I would suggest working up to three days a week, varying the rep ranges like a daily undulated periodization style. So you're doing lower rep ranges, middle rep ranges, then really high rep ranges. Um, and, and that's probably going to be the best bang for your buck. And don't overcomplicate it. You don't need to do every curl machine in the gym. Stick to a couple variations that really target your biceps and keep your elbows safe. I, I will say actually really quick before we get off this too, to go more into, you know, you know, I'm very big on like movement and, you know, the exercises that are more bang for your buck and not necessarily getting into the isolation uh, like we talked about. All cool, like I've, I've done them all, um, but, uh, you know, like crawling variations or, or primal movements um, anytime. I mean, if like you look at like apes or if you look at, at monkeys, like, their their upper bodies are fucking stacked, stacked yeah. right? Like gorillas, one of my favorite animals in the animal kingdom. Um, I mean, they're buff as shit. You know what I mean? And they're, I mean, they're on their they're on their hands yeah. all day whenever they move, right? So I mean, think about the same thing. It's the same thing, right? Like, well, if that's you, like, I'm under tension, but yeah, I was gonna say if you do a lot of crawling stuff, your arms and shoulders are dead at the end of it because it's just a ton of isolation, right? Um, which actually makes me think there's one more that we got to throw out there and that's ring chin-ups. Yeah. Look at any, and ring dips for that matter and ring push-ups. Look at any Olympic like ring gymnast and their fucking arms are huge, right? Yeah. Um, and that's a big proponent of like Jason Fruge always talked about that. Like if you really want a stacked set of arms and shoulders, start doing a lot more ring chin-ups instead of barbell chin-ups. Um, it's an easier free motion. It's actually safer on your uh, shoulders as well, but it can definitely isolate. I also think isolate. it's more demanding too. Yeah, oh, 100%. As safe as it is, it's, it's a lot more demanding and challenging than I think for. people give credit for. Yeah, Absolutely. So that's probably my number one underrated uh, bicep builder for sure. So I agree. That's a wrap. We'll catch you guys All next right. time. If you love the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag Mind vs. Muscle.